Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free. We're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights, we're Americans. Welcome, patriots, to our Convention of States podcast, titled That Provident Article, a reference given to Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution by James Madison. Our opening theme music is Amazing America, used by permission of Madison Rising. America's most patriotic rock band and endorsers of the Convention of States Project. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the U.S. Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States Project. For more information regarding the Convention of States Project, please visit www.conventionofstates.com. My name is Paul Hodson. And I've been a volunteer with the Convention of States Project in Texas since early 2014. Our goal is to continually educate ourselves on Article 5, to bring timely information relating to the Convention of States Article 5 movement, and to promote the use of Article 5 to rein in our federal government. And good morning, patriots all around Texas, all around the great state, and all around the great nation. The United States, and who knows where people might be listening or when they might be listening. But today is May 20th, 2017. I am Paul Hodson, uh, co-director for the great state of Texas here uh, with the Convention of States Project. It's another great day to be a Texan and to be alive in America. We want to share with you this morning um, the Texas strategy and how we won. That was just, um, goodness, a little over two weeks ago on May 4th. Um, if we have a chance for, for phone calls, let me give that line Right now, uh, if you want to call in, 914-205-5632 if you want to call in at some point. I only have four slides to go through, and if you follow along on the website on, on blogtalkradio.com, um, the slides slides are up there for you to be able to see, and at some point, maybe I'll actually find time to publish those in an easier-to-find fashion. <clears throat> but we, wanted, we want to tell you uh, at least – at a high level, what we did here in Texas and how what the planning was, uh, the execution, and uh, and lessons that we learned, and stepping back from it now uh, in the last several weeks, being able to see that worked, that didn't work. Here's what we learned and how we adapted. So high level, let me talk about the preparation because that was really important. And the first thing we did. Uh, we decided back in 2015, because Texas wasn't in session in 2016, we decided that fall we were going to pray for our legislators every day, and we devised a plan on how to do that. And, and Convention of States University actually has a course on uh, the, the plan for praying for your legislators if you wish to go there. COSUniversity.com uh, is a place you can see that. We found it quite fitting that we began our process with prayer and Texas passed on May 4th, 2017, the National Day of Prayer. We, we saw that as being um, just a little exclamation point from God on, on what we had decided to do. The very first thing we wanted to do was 
pray for our legislators, kind of prepare the ground for them. We knew that they were going to be hearing from us all year long, and we wanted to make sure we had a, a different type of connection, uh, a spiritual connection. We wanted to support them in prayer, whether they supported us or not. Goals. And, and again, when I talk about preparation, these are kind of the big context things that we wanted to look at. We wanted our goals to be bold. Uh, and to make sure that, that our all of our volunteers and supporters understood we wanted to do something uh, very, very um, challenging and make sure these that when you reach a big goal, that energizes your, your team. Uh, you know, you can have little incremental goals and down at the at the local level you do want to have little little smaller goals. That gives confidence. But when you have big goals and you reach those, um, really energizes your team and then it gives you confidence the next time you lay out another goal. I know I see a caller on the line. Um, we'll get to that hopefully quickly. Um, so so hang on. And then uh, anticipate. Ha have your expectations. Expect to be successful. We put out some pretty big goals in Texas and we wanted to let our supporters and volunteers know we actually do that not just because we're crazy. Tamara and I might be crazy, but um, we do that because we think those can be met and we trust our grassroots it's one of the things we'll talk about we trust them to actually be able to succeed at doing this so our plan big picture was really to decentralize our leadership more and more and empower our regional captains which we put in place uh, in the middle of 2015 and began to fill out and our district captains get as much of that uh, leadership offloaded from the, the executive team and down, we wanted to get as low as possible and give people, our, our supporters, our volunteers, the freedom, the leadership to be able to do things in their own districts. Uh, it, it made our tentacles much wider here in Texas. We wanted to grow our grassroots uh, by five times. And that's actually important because that's a national goal this year is to do a 5X. Uh, we, we, didn't, we just picked a number. We wanted to hit 100,000 before session started. Um, Big goal was to hold convention states meetings in every Senate district. Our experience from 2015 was that our challenge was going to be uh, in the Senate uh, to actually get enough senators educated to support us. We we had some very uh, stiff philosophical opposition that we were going to have to overcome uh, to win in the Senate. And in the House, our plan was to pursue getting overwhelming support ahead of time, and that's co-sponsors. And we had a plan actually in which we, we continually and relentlessly asked co-sponsor, co-sponsor the bill, co-sponsor the legislation. We wanted to have a chance to work with our Senate sponsor. In 2015, our Senate sponsor was a, a great, great senator here in, in Texas, Senator Charles Perry. Uh, he actually covers 51 counties. His district geographically is huge. That's one-fifth of the counties in Texas. Um, and he had some other legislation that he carried last session. And he was focusing on some other things this session, but but we just didn't have the bandwidth last session to sit down with, with our Senator, Senator Perry. We had all our time. We spent almost all our time in session in the House. And so we knew our House sponsor, Rick Miller, very well, and we didn't need to focus there. But whoever our Senate sponsor was going to be, we needed to spend time with them. And then the last important bit was legislative session training, just in time. So right before the session started, we wanted to provide our leadership and our volunteers who had never gone through a session before. Here's what it's going to look like. It's very, very different from when you're out of session and how you operate uh, the, the things that we were going to do. 
on to the second slide, the execution. How did, we, uh, how did we do with decentralizing our leadership? We have 13 regional captains and 13 regional districts here in Texas. And uh, we got most of those filled. And those that weren't filled, we had people who doubled up, some even tripled up uh, to cover multiple regions. Uh, that's still a lot of work. That's a lot of districts. You know, regions cover anywhere from 11 to 15 house districts. And that is a lot of ground to cover, a lot of people to manage and to direct and to give support to. Uh, but we have great, great volunteers throughout Texas, and that was such a huge help to all of us. We reached the 100,000 supporter mark on October 20th of 2016. We actually had a, made a big deal of it. Um, we ended up getting Governor Abbott to sign, sign a book for our, for the, our 100,000th supporter. Um, pretty exciting uh, to be able to meet that goal, a big goal we put out there. We met it. You know, our, our volunteer force got really excited that that was one of the big goals we met. We had meetings in all Senate districts. We, we had that in spades. Uh, more than 300 meetings got held uh, from June 1st through the end of the year of 2016. Informational meetings, town halls, forums, any place we could find to speak, uh, we held those over and over again in every Senate district. We had relentless contact with our legislators by constituents. Um, that was really important. Uh, we had a, uh, I had a sit down, actually was at a, at a lunch meeting, uh, one of our, one of those meetings in Senate districts in the midsummer. And our, our good friend, legislator Matt Rinaldi, who was one of our um, commissioners that we sent with our delegation to the simulation was there. And one of the things Matt told us at that time was, you know, we're not hearing from the grassroots on this. And uh, we'd had a plan and, and, uh, we hadn't executed that part of the plan and, and went back to Tamara and to our, our great state information analyst, Mike Casting, and said, we're gonna have to get we're gonna have to get contact out to our constituents. Our legislators need to know we're out here. And we came up, we devised a plan for what we call the cascade out to our supporters in each district. Uh, we didn't want to send it just once a month and have it all front loaded and all the phone calls and emails came into a, an office uh, at the beginning of a month. We wanted to spread that out each week so we sliced and diced our data uh, into into fourths and each week we would send an email out reminding our supporters contact your legislator and then the next week it would be a different group of of one fourth of them so it was constant a constant almost trickle of support from convention estates and we were copied on emails so we had blind copies coming to us so we could see the support coming through and and the the continuous um or call it pressure, so that the, the legislators knew we were here and watching. Uh, finally, we, we uh, found out that uh, my senator, Senator Birdwell, was going to be working with us and, and carrying the bill uh, for us on the Senate side. And we had uh, ample time to work with Senator Birdwell as, as we found out in May of 2016. Uh, and, and that was a blessing to be able to sit down with a senator and have, have somebody who could focus because again, you know, Tamara really had worked with Representative Rick Miller on the House side. We kind of already had that locked down, uh, Senator Birdwell being my senator and already having that relationship with his office and his staff uh, just gave us uh, a great ability to leverage that uh, in so many ways and to learn from that. And finally, uh, we gave multiple legislative training sessions around the state in December. Uh, you know, here's what session looks like. And I would highly recommend in any state that you prepare these and you've got to do it state by state because every state is different. 
just in the structure and how it operates, and also in the personal dynamics that go on in the state. We wanted to cover all of those. You know, here's how your state operates. Here's kind of the, a quick civics lesson on Texas is what we did. You know, here's what you can expect. Here's, here's how you're going to be able to contact your legislators during session because it's different during session than it is when they're not in session. And then finally, here's the dynamics that are in play in Texas. And, and we wanted to, to let people know, here's the challenges we think we're going to be facing from a, a dynamics perspective. And even then, you don't, you don't know exactly what to anticipate. Well, what did we learn? You know, we, we act and then uh, we learn. We have to adapt to that. Um, we learned something right out of the gate that, that we weren't expecting at all. Uh, you know, eight days into the into 2016, Governor Abbott came out in full support of Convention of States, and he also came up with nine, you know, amendment proposals. We couldn't ignore that. You know, obviously it was a good thing, uh, so we didn't want to ignore it anyway, but we couldn't ignore that that was going to be a big focus anywhere we went. How does this work with Governor Abbott's Texas plan? Uh, and we needed to incorporate that into all of our presentations around the state. Uh, and we couldn't go to national for that. That's something we had to come up with and figure out how to do and figure out how to, to get out to the rest of our leadership around the state again. Here's what you're going to have to speak to. You know, use that. Use the, use the governor's uh, proposed amendments. Show how that fits into our application perfectly and is actually a great help to the legislators. Here's one that's, which is difficult. Trust your sponsors. Um, I'm not going to go into the full story on all that. And I'm not, and then this is not blind, you know, blindly trust them. You got a sponsor, trust them, uh, trust, but verify. But at some point they're the ones who are in the battle, uh, inside. They're the ones who have the inside information and there's things they're never, ever going to share with you. And that's appropriate. There's, there's information they know and relationships they've built. Uh, which you may not have any knowledge of. And at some point, you've got to trust them and what they're telling you. Even if you've got to verify, and, and I, I know in each state that that's, you know, there's different dynamics in play. Um, but we learned multiple times to a time, it kind of goes to the next bullet point, have patience. Sometimes waiting or doing nothing is the best action. And, and we went through that several times. And, uh, you know, I, I remember again, just uh, the idea of trusting your sponsors I'll talk to Matt Rinaldi again. This was a completely different meeting where he was at a seminar, uh, but we were having a, a major discussion. Tamara and I had been on the phone call uh, actually discussing our sponsors, and not 15 minutes later, I'm in that seminar and where Matt was up on a panel, and he said, find leaders you, you trust in, the, in your legislature, you know, and, and trust them. You know, follow their lead. And I, we just thought... This was confirmation of, of some things that we had just been discussing on the phone. We know our sponsors, and you you need to know your sponsors, who they are. You know, you have the leadership in your state needs to have the feel for how much they can be trusted and, and how much you should follow their lead. But be patient as well. Um, listen to your leadership on the ground. Uh, we talked about decentralizing our structure uh, and, and giving our leadership a voice, and we had multiple conference calls on, on different situations in which we had an idea in mind of what we might want to do, but we really wanted to hear the voice of our, our leaders around the state, and several times we changed direction based on input they gave us, uh, and Tamara and I especially would say, you know, we need to sleep on this. We need to pray about this and figure out what we're going to do the next day. Uh, again, a little bit of patience. Listen to your leadership. Give them the confidence that you're listening to their voice and that their voice actually does mean something. 
the folks out there, the patriots out there across your state, they love this country just as much as you do, and they have great wisdom as well. Listen to them. Um, they're telling you things that, that you may not be aware of. And then finally, we needed to direct our grassroots. Uh, we had, because we were building up our, our base, our, our grassroots, we focused as much as we could on constituent-only contact. We never had to, at any point, did we ever have to unleash our grassroots, our entire state, on one particular individual. Um, we did a little bit of that with the Speaker of the House, but that was through a different mechanism, through some radio ads. Um, but everything else, we really tried to stay focused on constituent-only contact because whether you like it or not, at this point in time, that's what most state legislators are looking at. They don't want to hear from outside their constituency, even though they should. We know they should, but the reality is uh, when it's a constituent, they do listen to it. Uh, fear the button. You know, the, the Convention of States buttons, this was something that we learned which was fascinating. We actually asked this before session started when we went, uh, we had a hearing in September and a lot of people showed up, but we wanted to find out how can we draw attention to ourselves when we're at the Capitol? What's the best way? We asked a few people, and they told us the buttons really, really make you stand out. It's really simple. And uh, a funny story along those lines, our Senate hearing, uh, we were in the Senate chamber, and there were 75 to 80 Convention of State supporters. We had very short notice on that. We had about three days to get our people geared up to, to get to the Capitol. Uh, but our opposition was only a handful. But everybody there in the Senate chamber waiting had a button on. And Tamara and I were on complete opposite sides of the chamber uh, sitting uh, with our supporters. And uh, she texted me at one point uh, early on. There was opposition near her, that, and she heard them say, there's a lot of buttons here. And uh, it, it's amazing how much those draw attention. So I don't think that's a big expense. Get, have, your, have your supporters, your volunteers, where buttons, wherever they're going. Um, the word omnipresent we have. We got that word from our, our good friend in the governor's office, Andy Oldham, when we had lunch with him last summer. Uh, he had gone around to other states. He said, I go and speak about you know Governor Abbott in Article 5, and you convention the state's people, and he, he used the word, you guys are omnipresent. You're everywhere I go. And again, it was the buttons as well. He says, I see you everywhere. And that was our plan was to, to be omnipresent and to have that legend that we are always there at the Capitol and uh, we're, we're always present in their district meetings. So we wanted to do that. And, and the big thing we wanted to do with our numbers and our grassroots was to emphasize that we could have a massive show of force at the Capitol. And we did that on multiple occasions. Uh, our pre-filing of our bill, we had over 350 people there. Uh, now, there's not a lot of legislators around you know, when session's not in. So that was what our big push was at the State of the State Address from the governor to pack that gallery. We wanted to let every legislator know because they were all there in one place and we could show ourselves. And that was our big moment, our big statement moment for the session was to show we are here, we are watching. You've heard, heard from us through phone calls and emails. We want you to know we will show up to watch what you're doing. And it worked exactly as we wished because our goal, our true goal was to impose our will on our legislators. Uh, this was the will of the people. We wanted to let them know uh, there was not going to be any compromise on that at any point in time. So the last slide, the lessons learned, your grassroots growth must be continuous. Uh, don't ever let up on that because they give you 
grassroots give you more leverage, political leverage, than anything else you can do. Um, timely follow-ups with them. You're going to get a lot of people come in. Try and follow up uh, as quickly as you can. We have a, 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 a written rule. It is a written rule here. We want to follow up within 72 hours locally within your district, preferably your district captain, or if you've got a follow-up team member there, or however you get your state structured. Call them by phone if they've left a phone number. Much more personal than just sending an email, but, but follow up as well with an email. Um, we may want to tighten that up to even 48 hours. It'd be best if it was within 24 hours that you follow up. Take advantage out of session, which is where we're at in most states right now. Session's not in play. This is when you can meet with your legislators a lot. Okay, you can schedule meetings in their district offices, but especially show up at the meetings and events where they are at. If they're already supporters, stand up and publicly thank them. They love getting that, and we love giving that type of support. Thank you for your support last session. That again puts it on public record for the next time. If there's going to be a vote next next session, it's now on record. If they aren't on record for one, there either wasn't a vote or they've never come out or they're a candidate, get them on record. Ask them questions about convention of states at a, at a public forum. Show up over and over again. Wear those buttons, that omnipresence. And big thing is to educate your grassroots. This is a big time to have all of those meetings where you can educate grassroots. Here's what we're doing. Here's what this is about. Um, because you want your your uh, your grassroots to be educated and knowledgeable when they're speaking with not just legislators, but with their staff. Uh, when the session starts, things get very different and it's gonna have to be very quick and, and quick messaging on, on what it is we're doing. Which leads us to session time. Uh, what happens during session? And, and we learned, I think we kind of knew intuitively, but stepping back understanding, we transitioned from going from the, the philosophical debate to political debate. And there's, there's varying degrees of that and as the session you know, shortens up, and as you get towards the end, uh, you turn more and more political and just raw political pressure. Uh, but you really do start to de-emphasize the education. You're not going to have a 30 or 45-minute meeting with a legislator or a staff member to discuss, you know, nullification and runaway convention and other arguments. Uh, you're going to have a very, very short time. 15 minutes is precious during session. Uh, so education is not nearly as crucial as the political pressure. You want to emphasize moving your grassroots to grassroots support and pressure and start being creative. You know, we had a, a tough nut to crack on our House committee. And one of the things we did, we decided to do was we're going to go to his district office, which is 20 miles from the Capitol. And they refused to send somebody there during session, even when we asked for an appointment. And we said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to say that we want to be there at 10 o'clock on a Thursday. And we had 20 of his constituents there, and we did a Facebook Live pro, uh, broadcast from right outside that locked office. And you know what happened the next Monday? That was a Thursday. The next Monday, we had a meeting with that uh, with that legislator in his office in Austin. We got his attention. You can do that with political pressure. Um, and, and that's what we wanted to do. Uh, use your grassroots. Use your constituents. You know, they want to be involved and engaged in it. That was fun. Uh, they love having their voice heard in that way. Give them those opportunities. Um, and then finally, uh, this was really key for us. Find your champion members, and you may have a lot of them. And in the House, we had a lot of members who really wanted to be able to 
to push back against House leadership, which was uh, blocking us in the House. Use your grassroots to encourage those champion members to pressure other members to get the legislation moving. Because if you can have that pressure from within the chamber, um, it really, really helps. That was our that was our key to getting things moving. Uh, we played the audio of the Texas Stampede last week. If you, if you want to see the video, it's out there on YouTube. Um, the members showing themselves. Okay, I've spoken long enough. We've got a few minutes. I've got a caller on here. Uh, your last four are six, seven, two, nine, and you are live on the broadcast. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. This is Sammy. You're live. Hey, Sammy the Hammer, how are you? I'm fine. I was listening and enjoying your talk. Everything he says, folks, is true and it's very exciting, and I'm glad to be oh. involved in it. But I well, have no we questions. appreciate you. Sammy's one. Of... Oh, you were just listening? Yeah, well, we appreciate okay. it. Sammy's one of our great, uh, yeah, Sammy's one of our great volunteer leaders down in, uh, where outside of Houston are you, Sammy? I am, I'm in LaPorte, Texas, down by the bay. Down by the bay. So, uh, and you, you joined up with us, was that middle of last year, right around then? You have a good memory. It was about the middle of September. Okay. Uh, I, I try to remember, and you know what? When folks when folks stand out, it's easier to remember. Sammy jumped right in, and uh, has been going gangbusters. We, and that's that's the key to success is having people out out. I'm, you know, probably seven or eight hours away from Laporte. I certainly can't be there, um, but Sammy's right there, and her your rep is awesome, right? Briscoe Kane. Um, and uh, if people have been following Texas, he came out and, and tweeted in support of us right away when we were putting pressure on the committee. Uh, after the, the uh, substitute had been put out there, he was the first one out there. He gave the team the big shout-out on May 4th uh, from the floor. Um, he's a great, great freshman uh, representative that we have there and, and uh, love the work that Sammy – Sammy's built a relationship there with that office and um, – Thank you so much, Sammy, for listening and, and for all the work you've been doing here in Texas. I, I do want to say one thing. I mean, I, I voted for him right. and worked hard to get him elected. And I was very fortunate that when he became my representative, he was already on board. So I didn't have to work on him very hard, but he did help work on the rest of them. And, you know, Sammy, that is a great point. Uh, take advantage out of session. We have opportunities uh, because it's going to be it's campaign season, and this happened in my in my uh, district back in 2014 because it was an open seat, so we had four people running, and you can put them on. They have lots of forums then, right? Lots of uh, debate time, and you get a chance to get them on the spot. Where do you stand on Article Five? Let them understand what it is right away, and actually get them on record. Uh, I've got one other caller, so Sammy, thank you so much. I'm going to go to the next person. Hopefully I can get you up. Uh, your number ends in three three four six. Who are we speaking with? I get you for a minute. Well, good, good morning, Paul. Good morning, Sammy. Who's, yeah, who is this? This is Dick Coe, Kentucky. Hey, Dick, how are you? Yeah, I'm from Kentucky. Hey, I'm doing. Yeah, I'm listening to you. 
I appreciate it. I just heard from uh, Jim Twisdale, our state manager, that I have been moved up to regional manager, so I'll be having three or four counties underneath me. So, well, that's great. You know, yeah. the the national the national push is to is to do a lot of decentralization, but we're also going to need be people to be able to uh, be leaders over the other leaders. Um, we had such success with that here. In well, God I've been sense, listening to you. I, bought, yeah. I, I watched your video when you were on the floor. Uh, you guys are doing a fantastic job down there. Well, our, our, it's all our grassroots. I can tell you that right now. This is this is all about grassroots and, and then being able to uh, move legislators and to impose our will. So this is the time in Kentucky and, and pretty much every state people. And there are amazing things you can do when, when you have that much support behind you. Your leadership team can maneuver around through the, the mess that ends up being pretty much every state legislature, I think, has is, is got its own mess to maneuver around. It gives them so much leverage and, and maneuverability. Um, it's, it actually ends up being a lot of fun to be able to do that. And, but that's all because of grassroots. So thank you, Dick. Well, I'm, Anything else? I'm learning a lot from you guys. <laughs> oh, appreciate it. Um, we're, we, are, we are thankful we are in a position now where we can, do, we can share some of that uh, we've got some other things we're going to be doing in Texas, and we'll talk about that uh, when the time is appropriate, probably in a few weeks. Um, real quick, as I'm getting ready to head out and, and end the episode here, uh, preview for, I think, next week, what I'm going to cover is is just some of the books that are out there on Article 5. You know, Tom Coburn's book is going to be released officially uh, next week, and we're just going to look at some of the other books that have been out over the last few decades. Um, We'll talk to you all later next week and appreciate you for listening to that Provident article. And God bless you. God bless Texas. God bless the United States.